Hello, and welcome to Making Problems to Solve, the podcast about curiosity, creativity, and problem solving. Today, I'm talking to Rebecca Jonasson, uh, a maker from Sweden. Uh, she works in uh, metal, paint, photography, jewelry, tattoos, uh, everything, I guess. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi, I'm doing well. Thank you. Oh, thanks for uh, talking to me today. And it's interesting how this episode uh, got inspired because I was listening to the uh, Woodworking is BS podcast uh, where they were talking about the difference between art and craft. And they got hung up on the topic of art as in, you know, art in a gallery or a museum and worrying too much about, you know, that part of the art concept and ignoring, you know, 99% of art. Um, so I started uh, <laughs> posting about that <laughs> on Instagram and uh, you commented on it and said you'd <laughs> be happy to come and talk about art with me. So uh, yeah. glad to have you today. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Sure. And do you, uh, would you tell people that you're an artist? Yes, I do. I have done that uh, since I started painting, mostly because it's uh, it's just if you paint you are an artist <laughs> yeah so. i think that you know most people would think if you like said imagine an artist to someone they would think of a painter for some reason so that's like the default art yeah yeah and I think, yeah and imagine if you go to a museum uh most of the things that people would gravitate to would be either you know sculpture or you know like you're talking about like ancient greek sculpture or something and uh, <laughs> uh painting especially <laughs> renaissance paintings yeah so yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, it's a easy shorthand to, you know, kind of explain what you do, that you're a creative person, you make things. Uh, so why yeah. not call yourself an artist? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, a name. <laughs> sure. And how long have you been making art? Uh, well, I... That's that's a hard question because then you have to start to talk about what is art <laughs> and what is not art. But uh, I've been drawing since I was a kid. Um, I've been uh, like an explorer of things since I was a kid. Uh, but making art like um, as I see art now as an adult... Uh, I would say uh, the last maybe 10, 15 years. Okay. And are, are you, is art your profession or just uh, something that you do? Oh, that is a good question because uh, <laughs> is tattoo art? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, that's a, that is a good question. Um, and in, in the United States, um, it's common now to call uh, people who, uh, make tattoos tattoo artists as yeah. a, you know that's yeah. the job title so um but again you can uh, go to a a sandwich store and they call those people sandwich artists and uh, yeah. somewhere <laughs> somewhere in between there is probably where the line is but it's hard to yeah. tell <laughs> yeah well uh, i've been uh, a, a tattoo artist uh, since uh, 2011 um and working full time um in uh, since uh, maybe 2013 um now i 
have started to have a maker day, I call it, <laughs> uh, once a week uh, where I do not tattoo uh, and do other maker related things instead. That's a that's a great idea. I'm I'm doing that too, um, but usually just because I'm not doing my regular job, which is not creative or art related. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it makes sense because you don't want to just limit yourself to one thing, like exploring other, you know, aspects of your creativity, you know, can feed back into your work with tattoos as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny when you say that because uh, on our last episode of Ink Talk, um, we have a guest on that's uh, uh, a German uh, tattoo artist who have an organization uh, for making tattoos art. So we had an episode on tattoo, is it art? Um, <laughs> and Perfect. exactly what you said there, just uh, how to, that it is a, a, a kind of a, a circle when you do, you get inspired by things you do outside of tattooing and, and that inspires what you do. Uh, in tattooing and other way around so it goes like a good circle so you you get to be creative but it uh, it's a like a oh i don't know the english word sorry <laughs> um it's like a feedback loop yeah right? yeah, so, yeah feedback loop yeah thank you i i was i sometimes i can't think of the words either <laughs> for sure <laughs> yeah so some of the stuff that i think that i most know you for is uh uh your metal work metal based art um, were you doing that before you started doing tattooing or kind of about the same time uh well i've been a collector of uh, scrap metal and uh, just rusty stuff for as long as i remember but started to make things out of it uh, when i opened up my studio in a new location in Umeå. Uh, this was 2018. So I started to make more furniture and stuff out of metal from that studio space. Okay, just so, so basically going to a new location gave you additional capabilities. You were able to have like space to explore more things? Yeah, and I needed more things. I, I uh, needed a reception desk. So I... Uh, dressed it in metal and I needed a table so I made a table and and that's a no I think it was a bit earlier than that that I uh, started with uh, maker related things because I have been following certain makers on YouTube since maybe 2016 I think that that's a very popular time frame for people to have started exploring that type of stuff for sure. Um, it seems like it kind of <laughs> exploded right about then. Yeah. Do you remember like what on YouTube made you start uh, like searching or following these makers? Uh, it was uh, Laura Kampf oh, and um, also Bobby Duke. Those great examples and inspirations for sure. Yeah. Bobby Duke. I, I've, I followed uh, when I found him. I just uh, <laughs> he's so funny and also he's a bit uh, 
like all over the place exploring different things and that got me inspired to try things. I think he was the one that inspired uh, I do some rock carving and do uh, these small bird skulls and he made one out of I think it's wood but he also during that time made rock carvings so that inspired me to do rock carving and yeah <laughs> when you find those you find all the others <laughs> like Jim Dresta and and all the big ones in on the YouTube space Oh, yeah, for sure. It's funny because you just, I always just try to remember like what was the first like thing. And then once you, it's funny when you find that one maker and you're like, then you start watching all their videos and then you're like, oh, there's suggested videos on the side. And you're like, well, what about this one? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. <laughs> it turns into uh, a whole uh, a lifestyle. It's just the way yeah. of life. And you uh, turn around and <laughs> it changes. Uh, <laughs> Changes your whole attitude, the way you look at uh, things. So that's yeah. um, that's definitely what happened to me. So, uh, what uh, when you were doing uh, metalwork? Did you are you self taught? Did you take any classes for that? Or I'm self taught when it comes to like welding and stuff like that. But I did one um, day class with a, a welder in exchange for a tattoo. So <laughs> <laughs> smart. Yeah. <laughs> So that's the only like uh, education in in welding I have done. Okay, that uh, yeah, and you really be able to turn that into some interesting sculptures. You have a lot of these that are, um, I guess they're mostly they're mostly birds. They're like wire welded wire sculptures. Uh, a lot of that's what I'm seeing. That's um, definitely a big theme in your work. Yeah, birds. I'm a crazy bird lady. <laughs> Do you do any photography, go out and take pictures of birds and stuff like that? Yeah, um, I love to do that, but it's a, um, I don't do it as um, professionally <laughs> uh, as I, I would uh, if I had the time. But uh, I will take my camera with me and uh, take some photos. Once a year, usually once a year, I set up a, a bit of photos. Um, like a photo station outside just in the yard and feed the birds so I can get some uh, more close-up photos of them. Um, the best photos of birds I have gotten is uh, on a like a, a research facility um, where they tag the birds. So then I could get really close to them. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I've always tried to take pictures of the birds in my bird feeder, but I don't think I have the right lens on my camera and then it's you know if you get too close and you're not <laughs> good at uh hiding then they all fly away so yeah <laughs> but it's definitely something you know I'm, I'm super curious about and you know i've been following people other people who take pictures of birds forever and yeah it's definitely a big inspiration to me as well it's also like yeah it's it's so calming just watching the birds and you're trying to take a picture of them, and then two hours has gone by, and you have just been watching birds. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that, that basically ties into my main definition of what is art. Or really, I don't define art because that's, I think, way too complicated. So I try to define uh, the type of person who makes art, uh, so an artist. And 
I always say it's someone who learned how to pay attention and the, uh, the process of paying attention to the world around you and the way that you, that affects, uh, you know, what you do and how you, you know, how you live your life basically mm. turns you into an artist. And, you know, a lot of, definitely a lot of the people that I've talked to seem to be like that. Um, it's kind of funny. I kind of, you know, solidified this concept when I was talking to Andy Berkey on the first episode. So I kind of figured out the, um, the answer to the question I wanted to answer with this whole show on the first show. <laughs> Do you find that, that, um, that makes you know sense to you? Um, do you find that you as an artist, you can notice and pay attention to things differently than, uh, regular people? <laughs> regular people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yes. Uh, actually, uh, yes, I, I mostly, um, I found that the artists are, are more, and can, you, you can see the details around you in a, on a, in another way. Uh, regular people, uh, might just ignore those signs, but I don't, I don't know if, if that would necessarily make me an artist just being able to see or to enjoy the world uh, differently. But it certainly is uh, a qualification that most artists have. I think that's totally fair because, you know, everybody I know pays attention to something, right? And um, they have something that they're curious about that is... um, you know, that either their hobby or even their obsession, that it's just something that's important to them that they Mm. can use those skills in, in that some people just focus on that one thing. And again, if you're just observing, but you're not using that information to turn it into something new. Yeah. Then it becomes your, you have potential to be an artist, but you haven't, you haven't quite got there yet. Right. So you have the curiosity but then you're like, you're not, you need the creativity, the next uh, step to uh, yeah, <laughs> turn it into yeah. something new. Yeah, you could say that. Yes. And that's the, I think, you know, that's the defining characteristic of all the people that I end up talking to, whether they identify as an artist or a maker or just a creative weirdo, is that <laughs> they are interested in or compelled in some way to you know, try to make something new. They've seen someone else doing it, or they've just see something in the world and they want to, you know, have that experience of, um, you know, making something. And I think it's not 100% necessary, but it's, it's definitely common is that people, they want to share what they've made with other people. Yeah. Whether that's just, and I think that that's one reason why it seems like, there's a lot more, or it's easier to find the creative people with things like Instagram, Facebook, whatever, that it's super easy to share what you're working on and yes. find those other people who can appreciate it because, uh, you know, just a lot of people I've talked to are like, I didn't know there were other people like me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Just uh, uh, you mentioned the podcast you, you 
listen to where they talk about the craft versus art and, and stuff like that. And, and then you wrote on Instagram and I saw your post, wrote to you. And then I listened to that episode and I got a bunch of ideas from it. And also like, just I've been thinking about what is art and what is uh, an artist uh, as well. And it is, of course, a really hard to define word or, or uh, concept. Um, but something that is uh, getting clearer for me uh, when I'm getting older and also the experience I have now <laughs> is that it's so much about the person behind the art, not necessarily what they have made, but uh, the person behind it and the personality in the piece that shows its uh, uniqueness and also its yeah <laughs> was that understandable sorry <laughs> no absolutely i totally get what you're talking about because i think and again think about how people are sharing things on instagram is that you you can see someone's entire body of work right just by scrolling through their page um, and a lot of people actually put a lot of their personality directly into the work or they share their personality, you know, as well. They're mm. on their page, not only just their work. Um, so I think that that's a, definitely a, a excellent point, you know, that you can learn so much about the art, like through the artist who's making it. And um, I picked up all of my, all the books I have on art, which isn't really that many, but I do have quite a few. And um, that actually ties directly into um, um, this is a steel, like an artist from Austin Cleon. It's definitely, if you uh, think you might be creative, but you're not sure, it's definitely a good book to pick up and read. It's pretty short. And he said, so I'm trying to find the right page here. Nope, no, I can't find it, but he talked about um, don't, don't follow or learn about art, learn about artists, right? Yeah. So these the idea is to pick one artist and learn about them, learn about everything that they do and what makes them make their art and then what influenced them and then follow that back through their influences of, yeah. you know, the influences of the influencers. And, um, <laughs> you know, it just build like the, you know, creative family tree of that person to just try to understand like where that art's coming from, because, like we, you, we know that all art is inspired by something that already exists at this point. Uh, there's nothing that's 100% just creative that's invented out of someone's imagination with no reference to anything else in the world. So uh, learn how those connections get made. Yeah. And, you know, so, and one of those things is sure, learn about the person as much as the, the artwork. I think uh, in, in a way the definition of being an artist in like art uh, uh, colleges and the art academia and stuff like that. If you see, sorry, if, I don't know if you heard my dog. Is this a small dog? Yeah. Dogs yeah. are always welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you wouldn't find like if, if Picasso is an easy example, his art is uh, very abstract, and and many would say 
uh, I could paint that or I could do the same. And yeah, you could and, and <laughs> actually wouldn't be so hard because <laughs> he didn't paint really, really <laughs> advanced uh, uh, things in a way. Uh, but he is an artist because of the person behind the art and his story and his uh, involvement in in different where he where he went and when who he was with that kind of made his artistry and you can you can take a piece from any artist and say you can make it too so it's not about the piece itself it's about the artist that made a piece and what personality it in, induced in the piece uh, i don't know <laughs> no no i love this and it, it it makes perfect sense because yeah it's about the context right picasso wasn't making art by himself in his room and then he just made all these paintings and then handed them out to the world right he created a thing um he explored the concept shared that with other people and he influenced other artists other artists influence his work and there's a conversation going back and forth. And again, that's why you go to school and take art history class because they explain these things to you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I think that understanding that in the context of that, and then of course that was art before Casa was famous. It was art before, you know, people were paying a million dollars for a painting or whatever. Um, it was art before it was in a museum. Um, it's just, obviously it's easier to understand these things when, through the you know historical context, when uh, you know they they show these things to everybody, right? Even if you're yeah. in a taking an elementary school art class, they're going to show you Picasso because um, you know just to say show people that you know you don't have to look at everything from just the perspective of you know like reproducing it perfectly like a photograph. Um, yeah. There's a lot of different ways to look at the world. I don't know that they necessarily communicate that concept in elementary school effectively. But um, definitely, you know, only one kid has to, <laughs> to actually take that on and become, again, the next Picasso. Yeah. But. And if you reproduce, that is a, a, an interesting uh, view on it also, because if you re reproduce a, a landscape, you, you go out and have your painting materials with you and you have your canvas and you start painting what you see in front of you and you paint it exactly how to, how it is yeah so it's like hyper realism mm -hmm. um is that art or is it a photo photography or is it like just it's when when the artist i feel uh express themselves and their personality through the art that it becomes art <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. You can see there are definitely paintings and you're like, oh, that looks exactly like a photograph. So then that is, and you can say that, well, that is a artistic decision, right? The artist chose to put in those details and represent them that way. So it looked like a photograph. Um, and we know that um, if you're painting a landscape and it's going to take you whatever the afternoon, um, you're not going to be able to paint it accurately because the light is going to change while you're painting it so you're yeah. gonna have to choose yeah. <laughs> like the moment in time right the instant now a photograph can do that but even a photograph can't 
accurately represent time because it's there's limitations of the the film or yeah. you can change the settings on the camera to change how it looks um or the film or the sensor or the camera or whatever you're doing and then once you capture that photograph it's only it's on the film but it's not photographed really until you print it so then you can make artistic choices in that as well so yeah and just the perspective perspective and how you choose what you choose to include in your piece that is right. uh, being just it that's a personality shown in your piece right yeah like, so if you go to the landscape you which direction you decide to <laughs> look yeah, yeah. is uh, is it is part of your personality <laughs> yeah and part of you uh, just uh, injected in that piece and that's why it's art not like uh the the the, the piece itself is not art <laughs> without the artist oh i love that i never even that seems like so straightforward and so simple right it's not art without the artist so um and that's kind of true right um although i guess there's probably are pieces that are anonymous or we don't know who the artist was but we can still identify as art but that the artist existed right so that, yeah. i guess that that leads us into uh if a computer makes the art is it <laughs> art, who's the artist um yeah well uh, <laughs> it's interesting because i've been uh, talking with my husband about uh, just mm, a lot of this ai and the the new ways to create with ai and stuff like that where do you draw the line from it being art and how much can you use ai without it being uh, not you who created the piece but i think yeah that's uh, what makes it not artist because it's not a person it's ai right not yeah so we could look at it the same way right if you type in some prompts and you receive an image and then that's the final work then it's there's not very much of the artist in that art right they the artist chose the keywords to to generate that image but they didn't do anything else right and yeah if you start with that image then somehow you manipulate it you change it eventually sure whatever source material you're working with you could say that the the if you take a ai generated image and then you manipulate it change it you can say that that's the canvas right it's not the art but it's the it's the material you use to make the art so and yeah. there's just a a spectrum of how much effort and personality goes into it and that's i think you can see that a lot because people will say that about ai art is that it's it's boring and you it doesn't have the personality because it's the computer doesn't have a perspective or it only has the perspective that was programmed into it so it can't you know it can't be creative yeah and also um art is only art because of the artist mm -hmm. if ai is the artist then ai must be so advanced so it can think and do for itself right and create without someone programming it to create that's because a good then point, it's right? not the artist. <laughs> right. Because, yeah. So, well, yeah. And that, so that's definitely 
And we've seen that in the United States, the courts have said that you can't copyright AI generated art because the computer isn't a person, so it can't own a copyright. <laughs> but obviously, um, again, if you take that and then you change it, then it becomes yours because you've you've taken that source material. It's the same thing as if you uh, get a piece of rusty metal out of the garbage and then you carve or you know cut it into something, shape it, manipulate it. Then yeah, it's not it's not the original thing. So yeah, AI just is or what they are calling AI right now is is an interesting model, and we've had something similar to that. This is just a very slightly more advanced version of the same thing we've been doing for the last 50 years. So, but it's just now it's a faster, we have faster computers so that it, uh, it looks more like magic, I guess, because <laughs> you can't see the amount of work and effort that's gone into it. Time and electricity. Uh, it's a, I think yeah, for some, it's a good tool, but it can never place and can never be an artist or generate uh, art truly <laughs> it's uh, we had this this discussion uh, in um, our pod ink talk uh, where we those tattoo artists that use uh, AI to uh, design a tattoo mm-hmm. uh, those tattoo artists aren't artists it's uh, the same as those who use flash to create tattoos they haven't done the actual uh, artistic <laughs> uh, choices or artistic uh, piece of the tattoo right so they are just craftsmen i think that's that's you know that's very reasonable if you're and a lot of people have said the same thing about woodworking and stuff, right? If you're making the same chair over and over again, you're, you're, you know, it's less of an art than a craft because you're not creating something new, you know, again, putting your personality into it, um, maybe in a very small manner that would be hard to tell. And again, the personality might be in the process, right? You might have a unique technique or, you know, that you use to make something, but if it looks the same as all the other ones, um, it's hard, it's hard to understand that. So. Yeah. Where's the personality? Right. Yeah. So yeah, I could see that if you're, yeah, if you're just creating, you know, recreating an image that already exists um, and, you know, tattooing it on something. And again, that's what a lot, it's a very popular thing to do. A lot of people, that's the kind of tattoo they want. So it's certainly nothing wrong with it, but it's not the same as someone where I go to the tattoo artist and I'm, I have an idea of something that I want. And then they take my concept and turn that into the finished work. Yeah. And you, the, the, it's a, a easier way to um, explain with the just personal and personality, because uh, when, com- when it comes to tattoo artists, because often uh, the clients uh, choose their tattoo artist based on their, style right so so if you have like a yeah you do <laughs> tattoos of uh, shadows of <laughs> plants and stuff like that uh, people go to you from based on that mm-hmm. and they don't they don't go to you because you are a tattoo artist 
and you were close to them. There are certainly people that does that too, but um, often they choose based on what they want to uh, have like the end result to be and the, the style that that tattoo artists have they want. So uh, they go to the artist based on their per- person and personality. Right, that makes per- perfect the, sense, yeah. Yeah, so the person being the tattoo artist and the personality being the style. Right, and that's, I think that's a great way to explain it because, yeah, you're looking for that artist's unique perspectives. Um, so yeah. you're going to seek that out because you don't want, uh, yeah, you you want art that, you know, reflects the work that that artist, specific artist can do. And if you are a craftsman and you or, or a woodworker and you reproduce the same share, you have the exact same copy, maybe you use a CNC so it gets so accurate. <laughs> but if you then, when it's complete, all the shares are complete, you give each of them personality, then they, they are something else. They are uh, art because they have a personality. <laughs> right. Yeah, the, I, I really appreciate this perspective because it's not, I mean, I guess maybe it's something that I knew like intuitively, but I hadn't ever uh, talked about it in the same way. So that's, and again, that's pretty much why I do this whole podcast is because everybody <laughs> looks at things <laughs> differently than me. Um, and, you know, sometimes I get someone who comes on and they agree with everything I say. So that's great. I love that. But it's, um, <laughs> not, as, it's not as interesting as someone who, uh, says something different and makes me think. I hope I I can get myself understandable. Oh no, it's, you've uh, uh, <laughs> you've done a great job. I really appreciate yeah. it. And it's kind of funny because this is where um, I keep finding all these quotes of different uh, people who are more famous than I am, um, <laughs> who agree with me. So it makes me feel good. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Especially, I've been, uh, you can see uh, Instagram all the time. There's people showing clips of uh, Rick Rubin, um, the music producer, um, and his book, from his book, A Creative Act. And in pretty much every interview he does, he says the exact same things. So it's very common to see all these uh, repeats of things. But, and that's what he says. He says, like, in, I got this quote from him. It says, to live as an artist is a way of being in the world. And that's exactly what I came up with by myself <laughs> before <laughs> before even knowing that he was writing that um yeah. he's done a lot more creative work than i have um and explored things but again he's not he's not a musician he's he's not trained to do <laughs> the job he does he's not like a you know qualified to do it but he does it anyway and uh, just through exploring and like learning as he goes so i think that that's um a really cool perspective yeah, that, you know, just that that part of uh part of being artist is uh learning like what and what you make by just trying it. Yeah. Um, did, have you taken? Did you take go to any kind of school or education for art? Uh, just some uh, uh, distant, distant, dis- distant. Ah, uh, no, that word just escaped me. <laughs> distance distance right yeah yeah course where you do digital course okay 
<laughs> Sorry. All right. So did you did you decide uh, you need to take those courses after you were already creating art and you wanted to learn certain techniques? Um, I I did uh, some classes uh, after school uh, to in preparations to be a tattoo apprentice. So um, it was drawing and composition and uh, a bit of acrylic pen- painting and. That certainly helped me to uh, get like a step forward and to understand certain things a bit more. Um, I would say the greatest uh, education I got in art is being a tattoo artist for 13 years. <laughs> right. Do you, um, being a tattoo artist, is there, is any of the learning that you're doing, is it um, intentional? Do you seek out, um, you know, techniques or styles and try to explore the art? Or is it more just, you know, it happens in the background just based on your work? I did uh, explore a lot of uh, different styles in the beginning. Um, Now it's more like I, I see a piece I want to do or like if I want to have my style infused in the tattoo design and trying uh, to learn certain shapes or um, shadings or uh, stuff like that 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 is a bit of uh, just in a certain design (laughs) not not so much techniques and stuff like that. Uh, that's more uh, a constant learning. Uh, it's not so so much. I do it because I want to learn this. Uh, it's I learn because I do it more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was looking for. Um, so, do you do a lot of the exploration when you're doing the designs? Then is that where you're kind of do yeah, try, I'm, try I'm, new things. Yeah, I try to uh, incorporate my style and my art in the design. Um, I love to use rust uh, as a background, so I've been uh, photographing rust in different uh, locations and then uh, making a, a brush for Photoshop so I can use it in different designs and. So that's what I like to do when it comes to tattoos. That's interesting. I don't know that I've seen other artists doing that. Um, are there other textures other than rust that you collect? Uh, nature. Uh, a lot of leaves and uh, also grass and trees and bark I have used just to incorporate them in the uh, tattoo design. You can not necessarily see that it is uh, uh, textures from those uh, things, but the rust uh, is easier to see, I believe. Um, I have also used uh, coffee stains uh, and uh, watercolor stains. That's That's really interesting, and I think it's kind of goes back to my original concept of, you know, paying attention, right? So you, 
if you see something rusty on the side of the road there, you're going to stop and take a picture of it. Most people are not going to be interested in that. And I can definitely see the appeal of that. I love looking at like textures and stuff in just in the world around and, uh, you know, definitely grass leaves, just, um, you know, cracks in the sidewalk. There's just all different kinds of things that I ended up starting to pay attention to. Um, yeah. So I don't really do anything with them, but that's, (laughs) I definitely (laughs) been paying attention for a long time. I just know, um, somewhere that I'll, I might need it later. So yeah, just to record those things either in my phone or just in my, in my brain, just as a memory bank. If you take, uh, if you find something rusty, you should just put it in your pocket. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. If it's a, (laughs) if it fits, (laughs) <laughs> what, it depends on yeah. you know if it's a be. building maybe it's yeah. hard <laughs> right yep but yeah this thing is like how big is your pockets and so it's a metaphorical pocket um if yeah. it's uh if it's a giant uh tractor or something yeah i'm going through your tattoo page and i see you've taken some of the pictures that you've taken here are like all have this um old weathered door it looks like as a background so is that definitely (laughs) a similar type of theme yeah uh i have that in my studio Uh, i actually had a um rust uh, photograph as a backdrop before um i have used that for markets now so now it's the door (laughs) (laughs) i I want it to be a metal door um but uh yeah for now, it works. <laughs> it's almost the way you take the picture and the texture on it, um, because it's you know obviously it's in the background, so it's not quite in focus. It could be metal. It's um, it's got the all the like the tones, um, similar to rust. So I think you definitely captured the the um the spirit of it, even if it's uh, oh that's good. <laughs> it's wood. I think you know because that's definitely what it looks like if you at first glance. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> And uh, that's, I like that too, because it's, I don't, that's not typical that I've seen of tattoo art. I follow a lot of tattoo artists just because I love all the different, yeah, that's the thing. Almost every tattoo artist I follow is completely different style. They're all different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. And again, I don't have any tattoos. I haven't figured out <laughs> what, um, what tattoo I'd want. And even if I did, I don't know what style, who the artist would be. You know, it's all these different things. So, yeah, because um, I'm not just going to go to the closest shop and just pick something. Um, I do know that. So that's good. That makes me happy. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's because I've just been exposed to so many people who yeah. have interesting art and they, you know, they have an artist that does all the work for them. Um, so luckily, you know, I was able to understand the wider uh, you know, art of tattoos and not just the, you know, the most basic uh, <laughs> concept of it. Yeah. I got really lucky. That's really again, good. I, I think that that's just from, again, following and being, you know, exposed to all these different creative people and learning about their personalities. Cause that's just, that just reminded me of something else because before, I was doing all this maker stuff and following Jimmy Dresta and all the gang. Um, I w- was been listening to podcasts since they've been invented. And again, just listening to someone every week 
even if they're not trying to do that, you learn about their personality, their style. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely one of the biggest appeals about podcasts is that you feel like you are, you know, getting to know the person. Yes. And um, so I think that's, that's a really interesting, uh, you know, um, parallel to <laughs> following. <laughs> and again, maybe that's why, you know, I think that that's how Instagram works so well. And again, there's definitely uh, people on YouTube who, you know, put all their personality into their work. And, but yeah. I don't, Instagram, I think is because you can get to see so many more people because it's the barrier to entry is so much lower. And of course, obviously, you know, a few years ago it was much lower because there was just photographs. And so yeah. <laughs> everybody's like, I have a phone, I can take a picture. <laughs> Not everybody <laughs> wants to make videos. And I think, I think we do need to have a, you know, a quiet revolution and just have people, you know, post their pictures if that's what they want to do and not worry about getting views and, you know, making reels. Yeah. yeah. But some yeah. people are, some people are, are super creative and they've made making a reel their art. So that's, yeah. you know, and that's great. I love seeing that, but um, just making a reel and you're not, it's not your favorite thing to do and you complain about it all the time. <laughs> it's like, you don't have to do it. <laughs> It's not your job. Well, depends on why uh, why you are in that space. If it's like you want to be uh, able to make uh, Instagram your income, <laughs> then you have to do it. But if it's just being in that space and just having the community and talking to people and sharing with people, then you don't have to do anything other than just be there and post every once in a while and, and write comments. Right. Yeah. That's, you know, I go from posting every day to posting more rarely. I made a bunch of reels, um, but then I got tired of that. So I stopped doing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, the thing is when I post uh, people, I know they're my friends that I've you know interacted with a lot. Um, they, they still comment and that's really who that's who I'm there for. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I haven't made Instagram my job, and I don't have to sell art or anything. Because I think it's a big problem. Is unfortunately, a lot of people were able to, who were creative, were able to turn their art into a business, which is wonderful because then they can quit their boring job. But uh, they were relying on the way Instagram worked in mm. a very finite point of time, and every. Uh, like online platform has gone through this and it's very difficult to have a, you know, a consistent, you know, basis for your business to just be reliant on one like platform Yeah. for, for a, you know, it's not sustainable. Like that's a great way to get known and to support your business, but it can't, it's really hard to sustain it that way. So. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, I, I take 100 followers that actually uh, love seeing what I do and to that buy art from me and to that support me. I take that over 1 million that just there for the number and right. there for like the views. Mm -hmm. You want as an artist you want those 100. <laughs> 
those right, are yeah. the important ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other ones is just marketing. <laughs> right. And again, that's a whole separate business. And I think that there's yeah. probably, again, there's a lot of that. It's just not why I'm using Instagram. So I try to try to avoid yeah. that stuff. And again, that's the thing is um, when people complain about Instagram showing them things they don't want to see, it's like, stop following, you know, there's ways to, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to control your experience, right? You don't have yeah. to, you know, and I do that a lot. I'm like, I keep, you know, watching someone and I find them annoying. I'm like, wait a second, unfollow them because it's yeah. like, you know, <laughs> it's like, you don't you have know. to go into right. like uh, the explore tab. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't have to. Sometimes it's interesting and you can learn new things and it's fun to explore. Um, that's, it's part of being an artist. We already talked about that. Yeah. Um, exploration's the key, but yeah, you don't have to subject yourself to online experiences that are not pleasant to you. Yeah. You know, like learn how, yeah. And it's, it's difficult obviously because the apps are made to do the opposite, right? <laughs> They're made to make you uh, just keep watching no matter what. And uh, so yeah. you definitely have to carefully uh, reflect on how you're using the, the app and if it's making your life better or worse and make a change yeah. for that for sure. Yeah. I, I go through my Instagram once in a while and just, if there's someone that, doesn't give me joy i will just uh, either unfollow them or uh i will just uh, i can keep following them but i don't want any updates <laughs> right yeah you don't need to get notif- notified uh, when they make something absolutely <laughs> yeah and that's it's funny because i have such i'm following like 2000 people and I'll go through and I'll start deleting people. But then I'm like, well, this is so funny, too, because I'll see oh, like I have hundreds of people that I'm following that haven't posted in like two years. And I'm like, well, yeah. but they were making cool stuff. If they post again, I want to see it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but also yeah. there if someone doesn't post and I'm following them, it's not bothering me. I don't it's yeah. not clogging up my feed with things I don't want to see because there's nothing to see. They haven't made anything in a while. Yeah. So, um, it's, but it's, it's really interesting because I'll follow someone just because I see one thing that they made and I'm like, that person is interesting. Yeah. And I want to see what they're doing. Yeah. I have some of, uh, some, a couple of people I follow that doesn't uh, post anything, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm just like uh, hoping that they'll <laughs> get back to it. And, yeah. Uh, all right. So, did we, did we define art? Uh, <laughs> I think we, I think we got a, an interesting uh, uh, definition or again, we didn't really didn't define art, but we defined um, an artist, I think, which is, yeah, well, I think, art is uh, um, what an artist makes that shows personality. No, I don't know. <laughs> no, no, we don't have to define it. That's a that's certainly not. We're not. We're not. We're never going to come down to uh, a single answer. And I think that that is something that makes it interesting. I just always like to explore yeah. um, art outside of the business of art and yeah. the you know art galleries and stuff because you can go. You know, people go into a museum or whatever, and again, they say the same thing. I could do that, or my my kindergartner could do that. And uh, whether or not they could, that's not the point. The point is that 
Uh, that's just a tiny, tiny subset of what could be art. And yeah. it's, um, I think it's valuable. I love going to museums. I don't, um, I don't get mad that uh, something's in there that I don't like, or that <laughs> I don't think was hard to make. Um, I like the experience of that. I think, um, you know, it's a great way to appreciate art and to learn about artists you didn't know about. Um, and even just like kinds of art that you don't know about. If you go to a contemporary art museum, you're going to see all kinds yeah. of stuff that you didn't know was art. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you can get uh, uh, inspiration. Yeah, I definitely do. And it's it's kind of funny. I'll take pictures of all of the little cards next to the art because I want to, again, I want to find out who the person was, when when they made it, like what they were doing, um, yeah. and try to understand the art as much as just looking at it. So it's, uh, and it's something that, uh, yeah, more people <laughs> should do. We should uh, make yeah. sure that uh, you do explore that. And then um, it's it was, uh, a while ago, I was on a museum actually, but we have um, a museum in Umeå uh, that's not far from where I live uh, called the Bildmuseet, um, like picture museum. Um, where usually when I lived closer, we used to go there every Sunday. That was always uh, just so it gets both inspiration and motivation like boost. Right. You, you after you've been there, just <laughs> watching all the art, you get ideas for something totally different. But uh, it's super inspiring. So. People should definitely go to museums and maybe uh, art galleries that are smaller and artists that are smaller. And also you just you have these online tools. <laughs> mm -hmm. You can visit artists on Instagram or like uh, they have this uh, online market I'm uh, joining uh, Every once in a while, called local fans online market. Right. It's mostly small, small business owners. Okay. Uh, and uh, they do like pottery. They do crafts. They do art. They do prints and stuff like that. Just go join or, or watch. You don't have to leave your couch to get inspired, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I actually have started doing that. I basically follow a whole bunch of local artists, people who are like in my area and small galleries and stuff. Um, I haven't figured out how to fit all like actually visiting these people into my schedule, but I think that that's definitely something that's really important to figure out yeah. and uh, to find. Yeah. Just like, most people there's there's a gallery somewhere in your town you just don't know about it um yeah and it's try to find those uh the local makers and artists and people who are are doing it anyway even if uh, they're not getting famous but they still think it's important to share the work yeah do you have in where you live do you have art uh, like uh, where you go visit uh different uh, artists and uh, studios they do like this uh, art uh, 
go around exhibition thing? Mm -hmm. do they, yes. Do have yeah, they do. It's uh, usually they call it like open studios where they'll have like just a list of different artists and you're, you know, you can go and visit all of them on the same day. They're all open. You can go into their yeah. works, workspace yeah. and check it out. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a thing. And again, it's the same thing. It's like trying to figure out how to juggle all my. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely something I think is important, you know, to not just follow people on Instagram, but to figure out who you can actually go and talk to <laughs> and yeah. go check out their art. Um, and I just remember I went to school for graphic design at night for a short time. And um, yeah, they had like little shows, like just of, you know, either faculty or other artists. And, you know, these are like tiny little, you know, small rooms that have some art in it and just go hang out and <laughs> hang out with some other artists. That stuff's yeah. free. You get free cheese and wine and, uh, and just get to go experience some, something new. So yeah. I think it's important to, to, as uh, if you're a creative person, even if you don't call yourself an artist, you know, and you don't want to do paintings, it doesn't mean you shouldn't go look at some paintings because yeah. it's just, uh, it all adds to your variety of experience. So yeah, it's important. It all adds to your library. I think that's important that you, if you want to create or if you want to be an artist, you need to collect <laughs> in your library. So you, when you want to create something, you have this big library with a bunch of uh, different pieces you can uh, take inspiration from. Right. Yeah, and that's that's what I have uh, Instagram, but also yeah, just either yeah. keep track of things on my phone or I have a you know, a, you know just keep a folder in my computer where I keep track of those kind of things. That's interesting because that was one of the things I had on my list of things to talk about art was keeping, you know, keeping a file of uh inspiration that you can use, uh things that you want to use to uh you know, build something new. Yeah. And also, I think uh, when you have a big enough library in your head for a certain thing, that's when you start to be able to um, explore that thing and to create new things from it. Uh, if you don't have the library in the beginning, I think it's harder because you, oh, how does this... Uh, work or how does this uh, look like uh, when you just move the head a bit or like um, for example I've done <laughs> I don't know how many uh, tattoos of ravens I love ravens <laughs> um, sure. business name Black Raven <laughs> <Of course. laughs> yeah well uh, it's it's now when I have this huge library of ravens I've done then I can start imagining how it will look uh, upside down or with a wing uh, reached down. or That's when I can start to imagine these things without having a picture in front of me. Right. That's uh, yeah, something I've been doing. I've been just doing it with... Um, I picked one thing. I'm picking cats and a couple dogs in here. But yeah, so I'm just like drawing them every day just drawing different poses and trying to figure out like how cats work. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause I was doing all these pet portraits and you know, sometimes it comes out 
it comes out good. And sometimes I'm like, wait, that's not right. Their head is the wrong way or the, you know, the proportions are off their ears are in the wrong, you know, the wrong size. And it's like, I'm like, I need to just keep doing this until I get good at it. <laughs> There's no other yeah. way, but just to, <laughs> yeah, again, it's like, learn, like learn how, how that specific thing works. And then you can either, um, again, like you said, you can, someone says, I want a raven or whatever, <laughs> a bird that's, you know, doing this certain thing, you can, you know enough about how that works to create that without going back to find a, a photograph that is very similar to what you want to do. Yeah. And then, you know, then you again, you're taking all of that input that you had and you're, yeah, again, you're putting it together and then, you know, trying to create something that, that yeah, you yeah. haven't seen before. So that's um, definitely a really important thing to do. Like whatever kind of, kind of work you do is to again consume as much as possible don't you know and again sometimes you're going to copy things because that's you want to know how it works and you want to learn that might not be you know again that's not your final work though that's just a part of the journey that you know that you get there but you know if you keep doing it enough you will start inventing your own things yeah I think that if the library is, is big enough, uh, you can start like putting things together that wasn't supposed to be together, mm-hmm. and you can start creating and and getting these ideas that you wouldn't be able to have if you had like a very small library. If that yeah. is understandable, right? And that goes all the way back to the beginning of just starting to pay attention because yeah. again, the library doesn't have to be other people's art. The library is everything. It's everything around you. Um, <laughs> again, it's a rust. Yep. It's a rust. The birds and the bird feeder. Yep. All yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I want to thank you for hanging out with me today. Uh, where can people find what you're working on? Uh, they can find me on Instagram. Uh, just follow Rebecca Jonasson. Rebecca Jonasson. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, or uh, com. But Instagram is the easiest way to uh, get links for other sites. Sure. Yeah. You've got your uh, Black Raven Gallery, and then you have uh, two podcasts that you've been on Ink Talk the podcast about tattoo art and then the other one is i think only in swedish is that right yeah it's uh, uh only in swedish uh called bara bra saker podden it's uh, a pod about just the good stuff <laughs> the good stuff i love that yeah. i wish uh, i now learn swedish so i can listen to that because i love the uh just the concept <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome and i want to take a a minute to thank uh, my patrons over at Patreon who help uh, make the show happen, especially the top patrons, Sean Beckner, Brian Callahan, and Ed Johns. Uh, if you want to support the show over at patreon.com slash making problems to solve, you'll get access to the after show where we have a little bit more of conversation with our guests. You can also just uh, leave a review wherever you listen, which is probably only on Apple, but um, still always helps and uh, you can always share the show with a friend uh, you can follow the show on instagram at making problems to solve and you can follow me on instagram at dave bauer art thanks a lot for talking to me today <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs>